You're listening to Fresh Ideas for Teaching. Hi, everyone. This is Walter. The Fresh Ideas for Teaching podcast is presented by Savas Learning Company. I'm here with my colleague, Sarah Dizak Vaite, a senior content developer at Savas Learning. Sarah, who do we have as our special guest today? Well, thanks, Walter. I'm so pleased to have Rich Sayers joining me today to discuss practical tips for using authentic resources in the world languages classroom. You know, Rich has been involved in world languages education since 1978. He taught Spanish at Niwot High School in Longmont, Colorado for 18 years, uh, teaching levels one through AP Spanish. And while at Niwot High School, Rich served as the department chair, the district foreign language coordinator, and a board member of the Colorado Congress of Foreign Language Teachers and the Southwest Conference on Language Teaching. And in 1991, Rich was selected as one of the Disney Company's Foreign Language Teacher Honorees for the American Teacher Awards. Also, Rich is an author on Savas Learning Company's Autentico Spanish curriculum. Rich, I'm so happy that you could join us. Glad to be here. So let's jump into our discussion. Um, We understand that the ACTFL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages, um, and many state organizations are really now encouraging teachers to use authentic resources regularly as a part of their world language instruction. Talk to us about why authentic resources are considered so important. Okay, yeah, good good starting point. So first of all, it's, it's probably good to make sure that we kind of are using a common definition. So typically when we think of an authentic resource, we're thinking of a resource that was created by native speakers of a particular language, Spanish or French, whatever that would be, and that the audience for that are native speakers. The value then in using those in a Spanish one class or a French one class is that they bring real life examples of the language that's used every day uh, in that particular country or culture. And that of course adds that real life interest uh, to our students. Beyond that, they are a reminder that there is an entire population who use that language in their everyday lives. Uh, There was a time once in my teaching where uh, one of my students suggested that what we were doing in my class was like this pretend thing. Like we just come through the door and then we speak Spanish, but that's like a pretend thing. But when when they see authentic resources, they know that that's real life, that there's real people out there using that language. And even beyond the language, that there's a culture of the people um, also, and they can begin to understand the perspectives of that culture by watching those also. That's great. So you said that by definition, authentic resources um, are resources that have been created by a native speaker of the language for a native audience. I would think this must mean that a student in the lower level language class might find authentic resources challenging. Um, Can you explore with us how we can have a successful experience with our students? Yeah, great question, Sarah. So I think it's really important uh, that when we're going to start using an authentic resource, that there is that personal connection with our students that we're tapping into that background knowledge and that experience uh, that they bring. And of course, we want to do that all the time in education, but it's extremely important when we're bringing in something that's potentially uh, more challenging. So I think ways that that can be done is, first of all, 
because we are in the business of communicating is to have our students communicate. So typically we're going to bring in an authentic resource uh, because it matches a theme of a unit that we've been studying. So if we've been studying on food or on everyday activities and we find an authentic video or an authentic text, we're gonna bring that in. Well, let's build on what the students have been learning and have them make some kind of a connection to the topic. So it might be things, that, and they, these may be things that they've already been discussing anyway. You know, do you do you participate in a particular sport? Do you like to do some kind of activity? What kind of food do you like to eat for breakfast or lunch? All of those things are going to get them, uh, first of all, talking about their personal experience. And of course, communication is what we're all about, and they're comfortable with that. It may also be important, depending upon the authentic resource that you've chosen, that you tap into their background knowledge on the topic that might be done because by the communication, but also on the particular location of the video um, or the text or the culture. That may be important. So if you're start, if you're going to see um, a video that was developed for people in Uruguay in South America, maybe that's a starting point. First of all, first of all, do students know where that is? Has any, does anybody have an experience with that? Um, and so forth. So all of those will make them feel more comfortable even before we've even started to watch uh, that video. Wow, I love how you really emphasize um, that the prior knowledge of the student and making that connection to their personal experiences. And it's a great point that they are communicating about those same topics um, even before they get into the new authentic resource. What other tips do you have to set them up for success? Well, we as teachers, I hope this is true, that anytime we're going to maybe bring um, a video or anything into the classroom, that we're spending that time to really preview it. I know we all get real busy and maybe we have multiple sections and it's just kind of like uh, we're on autopilot to go in there. But I think especially when you're watching, we're going to use an authentic resource. It's very important to watch that and not only watch the video, if it is a video that you're bringing in, but try to watch it through the lens of your students. What language do have you already been working with during the year that they might know? Uh, what things could be kind of hurdles to them that they won't know? Are there key words that kind of the success of their understanding depend upon them understanding that? So if that were the case, I would want to go up to my whiteboard or sometimes I had a word wall in my classroom and I would have key words there that would be easy for them uh, as they're viewing for their eyes to just go there and say, okay, that's the meaning of that word. And you don't have to have an exhaustive list, probably really going for the, the most important words that come out and obviously words uh, that they don't know. So I think having that vocabulary introduction is one key part. A second part is is there anything visual that you can provide for the students, assuming that the uh, task is a listening task, like an audio uh, podcast or a video? Is there anything visual that they can look at that you can start with uh, so that you might see the title of what they're going to see? Or is there any kind of a caption? Uh, could you start the video with no sound and just free frame, freeze frame it on one of the first so that you have that? 
Now, uh, you mentioned that um, I was a part of the writing of the Authentico program. In our textbook, we actually put some of those visuals because having a visual to talk about, to look at, to maybe uh, you as a teacher to provide some input about that and ask some questions, all you're doing is guaranteeing the, su the success once they get into the video that they're more comfortable with the content. That's great. So building vocabulary um, and using all those visual cues that you mentioned, um, I think that will really help build the student's confidence um, as well. Um, are there any other suggestions you have before we actually begin to tackle that authentic resource with our students? Uh, yeah, great question. And, and I'm glad you asked that because it, it'll give me a chance to talk about probably one of my favorite things that I did as a teacher, but I, I only did this because I learned it from other people who had successfully been doing this. And that is, I'm going to speak spe specifically here about bringing in an authentic video. Watch the video with your students or a portion of the video. It doesn't have to be like an entire four minutes, a portion of the video the first time with the sound off. Have them look at that video as they're watching that video. And there's a number of things that you could do as they have the sound off. Uh, they could make a list of words uh, in Spanish or whatever the target language is that you teach um, of words that they already know that they think might be a part of the narration in that. That way, they're kind of building their own um, vocabulary. Uh, maybe they want to predict, like, I think this video is going to talk about this. Or maybe they want to ask a question um, about that because anytime you can set that up, what you're doing then when you go into the listening part of it is they're verifying, was my prediction correct um, or not? Did I, did I hear the answer to a question I had? So watching that with the sound off, what you're doing is you're really working on that strong visual cue for the students. Uh, many of them are going to be very strong in that. And then setting up success once you bring in the audio, which for most of our students is going to be uh, the most challenging thing. And one last thing is the other thing that's really important about watching the video uh, with the sound off, you can start capitalizing on some of the cultural features and in a future podcast uh, that we will do, uh, we'll talk about really optimizing um, our authentic resources for culture. But right away, it lets the students start recognizing that this resource does more than bring language. It brings a, a picture into the way people uh, live and act. Oh, that's that's great. I can't wait to, to hear more about that um, as well. And this has been really helpful for our world language teachers that have that access to authentic audio or authentic video. I myself was a teacher of classical languages, um, Latin primarily, and uh, most of our authentic resources were texts. Uh, so can you comment on the tips you've provided so far and how they might be similar to pre-reading strategies for authentic text? Sure. Yeah. And, and some of the things are, are going to be very similar. So if you have that text that the students are looking at, uh, one of the things that you first want to teach them to do, and amazingly, they probably have learned to do this in their language arts class throughout the years. They just don't always know to transfer that over when they're in another language. And by that, I mean, they've been taught to make sure that they look at the title, to think about what that's going to mean as far as the content, perhaps looking at the different captions that are in sections um, of that. 
Are there any visuals or graphics that are going to provide information? It's always great. And we all do this. If we're looking at something, that's probably what we start doing before we jump into a paragraph, for instance. Then it allows us, as we said before with the video, to build off that and ask personalized questions based upon um, the, the topic. So that's going to be exactly the same. Maybe we want to, again, highlight some of those vocabulary words. Now, when you're using a text, sometimes the students have that in a way um, that they can actually write on it, circle a word, or maybe you're using that in a digital textbook and they're able to do some kind of circling, highlighting there, then that's great because if you can do that, then you could go through and highlight certain vocabulary words and not only have to post them on your board or your wall, actually have them highlight them there so that, they, um, that they're ready. They're going to uh, see that when they come in. Because it's going to be on a topic that they know, let's go through and first of all, quickly go through and look for words that are maybe cognates, words that they already know because these have been a part of their study already. Um, and again, we can use that same task of, okay, so what do I think is going on here? What do I predict to be the information I'm going to get out of this? But again, all of that can be done very well with a text and honestly really needs to be done because I found my experience with my students was they sometimes weren't as motivated to read something and that really got them interested and got them prepared uh, to be a very active reader, which was going to be our next step. That's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to both Sarah Dizak-Vaite and Rich Sayers for joining us today. Stay tuned for the next podcast in this three-part series on practical tips for using authentic resources in the World Languages classroom. And be sure to subscribe to the Fresh Ideas for Teaching podcast. Until next time. This podcast is presented by Savvis Learning Company, a next-generation company providing award-winning solutions for grades pre-K through 12. Visit savvis.com today. Learn with us.